Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Inside these facilities not meant for kids, more than 800 children have been held more than 10 days. That's more than three times longer than they're legally allowed to be there. Along the border, authorities say they've never seen anything like it. I'm out with deputies from Hidalgo County, Texas. Typically, they encounter about 30 migrants a day. But now... Now we're getting 30 within 30 minutes. Wow. Is there anything that's going to stop this? I hope there is. I don't know what it is. There's going to be a better way. There's only one thing that's going to stop it. We'll talk about that in a second. But this is from ABC Evening News last night as they were reporting on the border in various serious tones, almost as if it were a crisis. Next clip, Sean. Tonight, a first look inside this severely overcrowded tent facility on the southern border. The Biden administration not allowing journalists in, but these pictures taken over the weekend and released by Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar show migrants, many of them unaccompanied minors, on the floor in cramped pods. Pods built to hold no more than 260 people. Instead, one housing more than 400 boys. The White House says they're working as quickly as possible to move these kids into shelters and homes, but the administration still refuses to call the situation a crisis. Children uh, presenting at our border who are fleeing violence, who are fleeing prosecution, who are fleeing terrible situations is not a crisis. I watched the ABC report, and I would say by... Mainstream media standards, that was a pretty hard-hitting report on a Democratic president. When they use words like, still claim it's not a crisis, and then play that clip, having just explained to you how many more people are in the facility than are supposed to be and how many more days they've been there and blah, 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 blah. I'm half surprised to see the mainstream media actually reporting critically on a Democratic administration. They were so in love with Obama, it was kid gloves the whole time. I think the secrecy aspect is really getting their attention. I think I think any reporter, when the wait, you're not going to let us look. That's just too much for anybody. Yeah. Um, so I, I I heard this argument on MSNBC. From yesterday morning between Morning Joe and Mika Brzezinski, which was kind of making his wife uncomfortable. But he made the point, and I can't believe I haven't heard this from more people, but clearly true. Look, the whole don't come. President Biden tells George Stephanopoulos, don't come. Ending the crisis. (laughs) Don't come. I'm saying clearly don't come. And his representative from DHS over the weekend saying the border is closed. Don't come. Scarborough made the point is, as long as the policy is, if you're an unaccompanied minor, you get in, and we will not send you back, people are going to keep coming. That's the message. You can say with your mouth, don't come all you want. But if everybody knows, and they do know south of the border, that the policy is, if you can get a kid across by themselves, they will stay in the United States. That's all you need to know. And Scarborough was ranting and raving about how, there aren't enough hotels in Texas and Louisiana and New Mexico to hold all the people that are going to come across the border until we change our policy. Right, right. And I must point out that they're now so overwhelmed dealing with the kids, they're releasing families and adults into the homeland without so much as a hearing date. They just say, go, go wherever you want, whatever. We'll try to get in touch with you later and, and have you show up for a hearing as to whether you can stay. And the the uh, migrants are like, what? Really? 
We talked and then to, they just let him go? We talked on Friday about a facility meant to hold 250 that was holding 1,100, I believe. As of yesterday morning, NBC was reporting that that 250 threshold uh, at that facility, there are now 3,300 kids in that place. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Oh, those are horrific. Those all have to be inhumane conditions. It'd be there'd be no other way around it. Remember, it was it was a week ago when the numbers were much smaller that they they said there there were kids there that hadn't had a shower in a week. They were sleeping on the floor, just on the floor. Um, that's incredible. And you're not allowing the press in. Holy cow, this is a mess. Wow, it's beyond a crisis. It's a, it's a scandal. It's a horror. A lot of people are angry about the whole, we're going to put them all up in hotel rooms. And Tucker Carlson was talking about the half million homeless Americans. Uh, the one I really loved was, we made our National Guard troops sleep in a parking garage. What, we're putting illegal immigrants up in hotel rooms because they snuck across the border? That's pretty good. That is pretty crazy. And it is so clear. The the ridiculous, don't come. I'm a cartel, or I'm a migrant. I want a better life in El Norte. I'm going to say, well, if I do come, will I get in? And the answer is unequivocally, yes. So great-grandpa Biden saying don't come is less than meaningless. It's ridiculous. It's It, it fills them with contempt for United States government. Well, you, And it's also stating the opposite of what is true. You can't say our policy is don't come if the policy is come and you can stay. Right. Our policies reward you coming to the U.S. And until that changes, there will be no change in the flow. You heard right there from that ABC report where they used to get 30 a day in that one area. It's now 30 an hour. Uh, Where are the numbers going to be in a week or a month? Well, the message has gone out loud and clear across the Western Hemisphere and the Eastern Hemisphere because it's not all Central Americans coming across the border, as the Border Patrol would love to tell you, but they can't get the press to pay attention. It's folks from all over, including some scary places. God, and the message has gone out. Come on in. I wonder what the behind-the-scenes meetings are like there in the White House trying to figure out how to get out of this politically. You know, we we talked earlier about how they painted themselves into a corner with this ridiculous not calling it a crisis thing. But mm-hmm. now they're so committed to not calling it a crisis as recently as yesterday. Right. Now, if you do call it a crisis, it draws so much attention. Right. I, I don't so know how you get out of it at this point. So their verbal gymnastics become more and more absurd. I, I think I would come out if I was Jen Psaki today and say, look, here's how I want to start. This whole is a crisis or not caring about the word rather than caring about the children is ridiculous. Okay, call it a crisis. Call it whatever you want. It doesn't make any difference. That's not what's important. I think I'd say that just to get that off the, the plate. They're still going to go nuts with it, but you just got you got to get that behind you. Every day, getting into the wrestling match over, is it a crisis now? Oh, my God. That's just such a bad optics. It just puts such a bad feeling in the whole room, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, coming up, I just read something. I was checking into some details of a news story, and I saw something on CNN um, that I have never seen before. Very odd, and I think I know what they're doing. They're dragging their feet and publishing something, but stay tuned for that. I think we all, Jack, need to chip in and buy an enormous Simply Safe system for the southern border. A word from our beloved sponsor Simply Safe Home Security delivers award winning 24 7 protection from break in, fire, flooding, medical emergency. It's all the great stuff of a great home security system without all the bad stuff that people didn't like. I wonder what would help with those uh, toilet invading iguanas in Florida. 
I don't know. I don't think it would help with that. But Simply Safe will help with most things. Uh, Simply Safe, you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. No long-term contract, and it's great. It wins all kinds of awards uh, against other much more complicated, more expensive security systems. And there's no installation cost, and no dude in your house drilling holes for four and a half hours. It's good. It's great. Purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get a free home security camera just because you know us. 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Oh, my God. That police officer that showed up earlier in uh, in Boulder, Colorado, and clearly saved lives, seven and, and died yesterday. Yeah, killed. Seven kids between five and 18, I think. Oh seven kids. Gosh. Oh, that's awful. Police chief in tears saying he was in with all his kids just last week. Oh, that's brutal. Wow. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Wow. For some scumbag crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Of course, all those other people that died, they had lives and people that loved them also. Absolutely. And it's an absolute tragedy. Uh, the police have announced the name of the uh, crazy, angry, stupid shooter who will die in anonymity. I went to CNN to see if there was anything worth knowing, and they said CNN is still checking on the spelling. Yeah, I see. I saw one report up there. It looked like it was Ahmed to me. So I think there's going to be some weird... Now, I like the not mentioning the name. Sure. But if it's... If it's a Middle Eastern sounding name, you gotta at least ask the question because we've had a bunch of these in the last however many years mm-hmm. that were, you know, some level of jihadism. So you gotta at least ask the question. I'm not gonna do with this what they did with the shooting in Atlanta last week and immediately tie it with, you know, white supremacy or whatever. Right. You got to at least, well, you had to look at that one. When you first heard a white guy shot a bunch of Asian women, of course you had to look at, is this part of the anti-Asian backlash thing? And then when the answer is no, you don't say it. You drop it. Right. On this one, when if you find out the guy's name is Ahmed something, you got to at least look at, you know, is he a jihadist? Check his Facebook page. And if it's not, you drop it. He's just another crazy person. You know, it's funny. It uh, just popped into my mind. I'm, I'm slow-witted, clearly. But um, you remember when it was absolutely 100% certain Middle Eastern jihadis murdering people? According to their ideology, their twisted ideology of Islamic supremacy. You remember that? And you would say this person is involved with uh, Islamic extremism. And people would say, oh, no, no, no. I'm afraid of the backlash against Muslims. I'm afraid of the backlash yeah. against Muslims. You have an entire news industry now claiming white supremacy at every turn. Whether it's a, a crazy uh, sex perv, nothing to do with white supremacy, you're being told you're a white supremacist merely for existing in your workplace, merely for being successful, whatever, for not towing their crazy Marxist line. Is nobody afraid of the backlash against white people being systematically demonized all of a sudden by this crazy-ass ideology that was laughed at on college campuses 10 years ago? Nobody's worried about that backlash. Okay, all right. No, it's all phony anyway. That is troubling. Yeah, it's all about power. Hey. I am happy at how much harder it is to find the name than it has ever been in the past. Although with this particular one, it could be what I was just talking about. Political correctness, not restraint. Right. 
Oh, hey, I've mentioned this a couple times. I got to tell you about that weird syndrome where you've had COVID and you've gotten over it, but your smell isn't right yet. It's crazy. Is anybody suffering from this? Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or if you prefer to text, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I had our producer Hanson uh, gather some tweets on the um, shooting in Colorado from yesterday. Ten killed by a scumbag. Um, But the name came out, and it's a Middle Eastern sounding name. And so I had Hanson grab some tweets. And, you know, there's a gazillion people on Twitter and a gazillion different attitudes, and it's hard to... Most of them ugly. Yeah, Twitter is just the worst. It is. It's a cesspool. It's a sewer. But I'll give you an idea of the flavor. Uh, man who kills eight people and says it was due to sex addiction. Asian hate crimes. Man named, Middle Eastern name, I'm not going to say the name. Kills ten in shooting rampage. Now, let's not jump to any conclusions here. I do think there will be a certain amount of that. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. there's a lot of this, and I, you know, I don't. I don't follow these kind of conversations, and again, I never know how many people are involved in them or how uh, universal they are. Everything seems universal on social media, but like Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris found out they're not near as universal as they thought when they ran for office. Well, you could see 4,000 people who think something, and that's incredibly impressive Till you consider there are 350 million of us kicking around in the U.S., and 4,000 is nothing. Oh, speaking here's, of, here's speaking some more of your, oh, just ahead. real quickly, oh, yeah. the whole uh, crimes against Asian, anti-Asian bias thing. If you haven't heard our interview with Ying Ma, uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. It's an extra large podcast. It's available. Uh, it is good, good stuff, and certainly uh, makes liars out of the mainstream media liars. Some more of your awful Twitterness. Um where are all my hashtag white privilege, hashtag Brianna Taylor folks today? Sure had a lot to say yesterday when you thought Middle Eastern killer's name was white. Um, there's a lot of that, that, uh, that, uh, the media couldn't wait to pounce on his pale skin and proclaim Middle Eastern name a right wing gun nut yesterday. What do you got to say now? Who are these people engaged in these conversations? Do they get responses? Not hypothetical people they've created in their own imaginations. And or other Twitter maniacs who tweet strong things under the cloak of near anonymity. And so they saw stuff yesterday They pissed that pissed them off, so now they're pissing the other people off today. Great. <clears throat> what can we do to help Twitter other than, <laughs> I think Sean and some Unplug others would say, it. ignore it. Um, I, you know, I like diving into it sometimes because I want to know what that crowd thinks. But I don't have I don't I don't have a good way to gauge on any particular topic how many people they represent. Um, maybe a Twitter where you have to have at least five hundred followers before it rises to the top or something. I don't know what what rules you would use. All I know, Jack, is I'm looking at the names of the victims and I'm seeing uh, Polish. I'm seeing what appears to be another Polish name. This is anti-Polish. 
white supremacy or Middle Eastern supremacy. This clearly, I can't tie the two, but we all know there's been a rise in anti-Polish violence, Polish jokes, the rest of it. It's just they're so dishonest. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in what you said, Sean, because I, you, you, you're, you're into this more than I am. You'd know more about it. So a lot of these people, they're just having a, like, made-up in their own mind. You know, like when you're taking a shower and you relitigate an argument you lost? <laughs> yes. That's what a lot of people... Unfortunately, I do. That's what a lot of people's Twitter threads are. Huh. Here is a thought. It's just a thought. What if this guy comes out and says, I've taken all of the anti-racism training, and uh, and I've read all of it. I've been reading about it, and I've realized white people are really, really evil, and they're white supremacists, so I decided to kill a bunch of them. That would be a hell of a twist. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, you're, by definition, right. mentally ill yep. and twisted beyond recognition yep. if you kill innocent people. I've been saying this my whole life. You are, by definition, a crazy person. So, so Die anonymously in a cage, your manifesto, your list of gripes, whatever, unaired, your name uncelebrated. In fact, I won't even utter it. So we'll look into the Washington Post fact check on Joe Biden's claim that only people who make $400,000 a year or more are going to have a tax increase because they seem to be somewhat skeptical of that. Yeah, and I've got to get into that weird you can't smell right thing. It's so troubling. From people who get the COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you, you get over the COVID, but you still can't smell right, and think, sm- things that used to smell wonderful to you now make you vomit. I hadn't heard that. I know. That's it's crazy. Re- that's definitely worse than not being able to smell. Yeah. The old switcheroo. Your brain's doing the old switcheroo. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And finally, a United flight from Newark to Miami was diverted after one man bit another passenger's ear. When United heard, they immediately charged him $8 for an in-flight snack. We have... Did you, did you see the one where the the meth crazed big guy went crazy and started smashing people? No, on a oh, plane. That was over the weekend. Yeah, was that a United flight? I'll pretend it was because I hate United. But um, <laughs> yeah, just this guy. He, he was he was like fifty, but he looked like a, a super like workout dude, and yeah. he was agitated and started getting all agitated. And the guy next to him said, "Hey, you know, cool down or something like that." And he turned around and punched the guy in the nose seven times, broke his nose. Oh. Smashed no. up his face, lacerated his ear. Some other passengers jumped on the guy, but I mean, it was a full-on fight with a with a meth crazed strong guy. Great Scott, oh, that's insane, brutal. Is there video naturally? I don't think so. I didn't see any. Yeah. yeah, maybe unfolded too quickly. Oh, that's all you need. Not only are they selling all three friggin' seats, but the guy in the middle seat is a giant tweaker. Yikes. Yikes. So just read this in the New York Times. It's so troubling. Now, of course, they have to open with a, a, a single person's experience. Because for some reason, journalists, this, these days, you can't say a weird new affliction has uh, shown its ugly head. No, you've got to say Samantha, Samantha La Liberté, a social worker in Nashville, thought she had made a full recovery from COVID-19. I think I, I, think I heard a, an explanation for that. 
where it has to do with the sort of stories that journalists do. And some of this sounds like just outdated verbiage, but if you have that at the, it's a profile piece, which has different standards of, uh, uh, fact checking uh, attached to it. I did not know that. If you have like three people, it becomes a trend piece. So if you, if you focus it, I had no idea of that. If you focus it, journalists have no standards, Sean. They used to. Uh, if you focus it around individuals like that, I think you can kind of, it allows you to okay. print at a higher rate and you don't have to do as much kind of background or whatever. And that explains it because I always mm. skip that, don't you? I skip down to where they get to the news part. Yes, I do. I do. I scan it and, and then move on. But it's about par- parosmia. Parosmia? A condition that causes phantom odors and lingering symptoms of COVID-19 for some people. So they're, they're talking about this gal. Um, in mid-November, about seven months after she'd been sick, a takeout order she got smelled so foul she threw it away. And when she stopped by the house of a friend who was cooking, she ran outside and vomited on the front lawn. Now, maybe the friend was cooking roadkill or something, but uh, the story doesn't make that clear. Uh, I've stopped going places, she said, even to my mom's house or to dinner with friends, because anything from food to candles smelled so terrible, my relationships are strained. But and those she, terrible things smell good. Have you come across that? I don't think it works that way. Um, she's dealing with parosmia. <laughs> just hang out in a, in a public restroom. <laughs> just feel like you're in a rose garden. But listen to this. It's crazy. This parosmia, it's a distortion of smell such that previously enjoyable aromas, like that of fresh coffee or a romantic oh. partner, may become unpleasant or even intolerable. Wow, the smell of coffee being off-putting. You'd have the, to put a you'd have to put a clothespin on your nose. If if I could get this uh, kind of de- if focused in a way that I could do it, so the I could make it so my exes don't smell good anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. remove the temptation. God dang exactly. it! Exactly, it's it's like one of those uh, drugs you take that if you have a sip of alcohol, you feel violently ill. Exactly. Yes. It's amazing how you can get a whiff of, of perfumes like, bah, ha, ha, ha. I knew somebody with that perfume. Oh, we can in Cabo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the exact number of people experiencing parosmia is unknown. One recent review found that 47% of people with the Chinese bat fever had smell and taste changes. Of those, about half reported developing parosmia. But that would be 25 people who've had this thing. And I've only heard of this today. Said Dr. Richard Doty, director of the Smell and Taste Center at the University of Pennsylvania. The director says, of the Smell and Taste Center. Yeah, that'd be an interesting gig, wouldn't it? Yeah. What do you suppose Let's they taste, do there? Uh, gin today to see how it tastes. <laughs> We're tasting gin again today. Oh, no surprise. And, uh, you Dr. Know, Joe wants to taste gin again. <laughs> Let's. Perhaps we can smell some wine next. <laughs> he says that means a rose might smell like feces. Ah. Uh, Do you have uh, to use those examples? Wow. There are a lot of unpleasant smells that aren't poo. The, the director of the center used that. Don't look at me like that. Right now, this gal who they're profiling can't stand the scent of her own body. Showering is no help. The smell of her body wash, conditioner, and shampoo all make her sick. What's more, wow. she detected the same odor on her husband of eight years. There's not a lot of intimacy right now, she said, and it's not because we don't want to. You gotta plug your nose. You'd or have something. to. You'd have to. There's you'd be no choice. Go around and roll around in the dirt for a while. Try to get that smell off. Yeah. That's what dogs do after you bring them back from the groomer, right? They just <laughs> they go right out to the lawn and just flop around. 
says this uh, 25-year-old singer in Nashville, for me, it's a freaking battle. I was in Arizona for a show, and we went into a restaurant, and I almost threw up. So I have to know what bad smells smell like, though. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's funny. They don't mention that. That's the first Uh, question I had. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a bad question. It's obvious. The director had no interest in your question. But it doesn't make sense to me that good smells would smell like bad stuff, and bad stuff would just smell the same. Why would that happen? Right. I don't know. Maybe it it smells like nothing, or it it still smells bad. But uh, this one gal they mentioned, uh, Spokane, Washington, she got the vid twice, it says. Hmm. Huh. Uh, I feel like my breath is rancid all the time, she said. Before she touches her husband, she uses mouthwash and toothpaste. Even then, she can't shake the feeling that she stinks. Uh, let's maybe see. she less, does. Less intimacy. No passionate, spontaneous kissing. She's too freaked out. Wow. Any wow. chance they're misdiagnosing this and it just makes your upper lip smell very bad? And that's what they're <laughs> catching? <laughs> Their sense of smell is actually fine. Lip rot. (laughs) No. Lip rot. No, they don't mention that either, Sean. Why I didn't go very far in very. You're asking very bad questions. That's why we applied at the Center for Tastes and Smells. I was told there are no stupid questions. (laughs) No, that one was stupid. Um, They talk about somebody who recovered, thank God. It sounds cliched, but this past weekend was Mother's Day in the U.K., and my partner and three-year-old brought me flowers. It was like, these smell really nice, thank God. Well, you know, it's it's funny. They talk about anything that's sweet is now terrible. Anything is disgusting, Hmm. but they don't answer your question. Huh. So the president is about to give an address on the shooting in Colorado yesterday. Uh, who knows what he's going to say or how far he's going to go about various gun issues that he's being pushed really hard from the left. You know, here's Guaranteed. our here's our chance. Uh, and Newsweek is reporting that this guy whose name is Middle Eastern sounding. We're not going to say his name, but it is Middle Eastern sounding. Had a bunch of jihadi stuff on his Facebook page or website. Hanson, what's Newsweek saying? Facebook. He had jihadi stuff on his Facebook page. Now, you see, the the uh, shooting there in Georgia, if you had gone to his social media and found anti-Asian stuff, okay. But you went to his social media and you found, I've got, uh, you know, a, a, a ridiculous sex compulsion and I think it's a sin against God stuff, which fit his own story. So... That's the way that works. But they made up a story because the whole white supremacy thing is hot. I'm sure Biden's going to say, "Let's uh, oh, beware of leaping to any conclusions." <laughs> well, that'll be Gotta hilarious. Got to be very careful. That'll be hilarious. A week into the biggest conclusion leaping by the media ever. Yeah. Um. But if this guy had jihadi stuff on his Facebook page, that's what this was, right? Almost you know, guaranteed. I'm on Facebook. I- I'm sorry. I'm I'm on Newsweek right now. And I'm I'm trying to find that. I haven't I haven't really found that. You better like not have lied to me, Hanson. The specific wording of it. Um, I was going to bring you a dozen fresh eggs, Hanson. Hang them in the balance. Bring them and smash them on his forehead. I've been gifting everybody with eggs lately. It's a lovely gift. Sam got pecked pretty good trying to get an egg out from underneath a sitting hen yesterday. Got one hen that will just stay on the egg, so you got to actually pull them out from underneath her mm. warm buttocks. And the uh, you yeah. mean, like tilt the nest up and 
get the the bird to walk away, or is that when the pecking starts? So he, like his old man, was henpecked. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you know you you walk up and then you just reach in there and she goes, gets all flustered. <laughs> we guys, you know, if somebody stole tried to steal your baby out from underneath your bum. True enough. I, why am I sitting on my baby? Uh, Steve in Minsk, Belarus, uh, wrote us a nice note about the fact that Michael does not eat eggs. Michael hates eggs. He won't eat them. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. And and the, the wording, I'm going to read this verbatim. Well, almost verbatim, because I find the fractured English somewhat charming. It's better than my Minskian. I promise you that. Uh, I am in the same disgust as Michael. I would starve before I would put an animal embryo that came out of an animal's blank hole <laughs> hey uh, steve i don't know how ch- much chicken anatomy you you know but it doesn't come out of that anyway <laughs> wow you get mexico invaded now and we had syrians invade two years ago your biden make us laugh who fall upstairs. usa is in a bad time i wish you luck wow he's got a he's got a he needs some uh, biology classes or anatomy classes. No wonder you don't have any kids. Yeah. You yeah. got it all wrong. <laughs> it's interesting about uh, the invasion by Syrians, though. Uh, Steve in Minsk, Belarus, with no doo-doo on our streets. Hmm. Uh, well, aren't you hoity-toity? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't let people poo in our streets. Well, good for you. Here in Belarus, we use toilets. Oh, la-dee-da. <laughs> White gloves. Throw on some spats, why don't you? Pooing in toilets. Please. <laughs> like we're all Rockefellers here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what the president has to say. I I got to believe the really active anti-gun left is seeing this as their moment to get some things accomplished, and it might be politically. Uh, with with two mass shootings in a in, unfortunately in less than a week's time, God oh, dang yeah. it! Those statements are already being made. Uh, I've received the link now to the article, um, a Facebook it, page appearing to be that of the suspect features posts with quotes from the Islamic prophet Muhammad. Okay, well that's different. That's different than jihadi stuff, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean if he's a Muslim, then naturally he's going to have. Uh, quotes from Muhammad. Sure. It's entirely possible he's because he's lived most of his life in America, they say. It's entirely possible he's a crazy, sad, stupid, idiot, coward scumbag who just happens to be of the Muslim faith. But Like the guy in Georgia was a crazy, sad, murderous scumbag who's a Christian. Right. Had nothing to do with white supremacy in spite of the tireless efforts of the media to pretend that it does. And... You know, keeping in mind that these anybody who does this is by definition crazy. Yeah. Okay, so we'll keep our eye on that and what the president has to say. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. I got to get to that tech stuff. Jack Dorsey, who runs Twitter, just sold his first tweet for a ton of money as an NFT, and I uh, got a picture of him here, and he looks crazier than he ever has. Uh, but all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I'm keeping an eye on uh, the president is going to speak at some point today about the shootings in Colorado and um, 
Well, we'll wait to see what he has to say and discuss it at that point. Uh, Jack Dorsey just sold his first tweet for $2.9 million. I, I still have a, having trouble wrapping my head around NFTs. No freaking tacos. What does it stand for? <laughs> Non-fungible token. Okay. It's a digital something or other. So you... One of the uh, most famous golfers in the world, Bryson DeChambeau, just announced his likeness will appear on a set of limited edition digital trading cards. So he's attempting to cash in. So I heard this explanation of kind of um, uh, blockchain and NFTs and cryptocurrency that, that really made uh, crystallized a lot for me, and that prior to Bitcoin or the, the blockchain kind of technology, the digital meant infinite reproduction. And it was blockchain and Bitcoin that was the first thing to prove that you could do something digitally in a limited capacity. And that you couldn't just infinitely reproduce it because of uh, the checks and balances. Or you have a limited capacity. Hmm. To, to So that is the, the intriguing thing of blockchain and Bitcoin. It is a limited digital thing. Interestingly enough, uh, this Bryson DeChambeau, who if you're a golf fan, you know him. He's one of the most famous guys in the world. Uh, it comes with, like, premiums. Uh, one comes with a meet-and-greet with him at a U.S. golf event. One has an autographed U.S. Open flag. One has a custom set of Cobra golf clubs, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay, well, I'm paying for that, then. Uh, partly, yeah, he's sweetened the pot. But what is owning Jack Dorsey's first tweet? I just, even after your explanation, I don't understand how what that would mean. And, and Where would I have it? <laughs> on a thumb drive on your computer <laughs> and, and you would, could look at it anytime you wanted to and how would i know i have the real one and not an imposter well have you seen those uh like digital picture frames where you can upload uh any number of hundreds of pictures and it just kind of rotates through i think you're going to see more of stuff like that with digital artwork by the way you might be wondering what the first tweet was from 2006 obviously since he invented it he was the first twitterer it ought to be, this is going to get really ugly really fast. Uh, I blame Trump would have been a good first tweet. Um, I live under a bridge is what it looks like lately. Yeah, he looks crazier now. In fact, he looks like he used to live under a bridge. Oh, yeah. He now lives not under a bridge out in the elements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was good times under that bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the very first tweet was just setting up my Twitter, T-W-T-T-R. Okay. No, a little un- underwhelming. Kind of like the first phone call. Probably um, cost him millions of dollars for that. Watch the, uh, the first YouTube video is just the, hey, there's an elephant at the zoo. <laughs> really? That was the first I'm going to take my video. kid into the enclosure and get a picture. <laughs> like that idiot in San Diego. From the Washington Post, the sometimes fuzzy 400,000 threshold in Biden's tax plan by Glenn Kessler, the fact checker. During the 2020 presidential campaign, Donald Trump claimed 80 times that Joe Biden was going to raise taxes on all or most Americans. Biden had a consistent refrain. That was false. No one making less than $400,000 a year would face higher taxes. Essentially, that would mean about 98% of households would be spared. Only the top 2% would uh, have the taxes go up. When will the rich pay their fair share? Biden appeared to reaffirm that stance during a recent interview, but then some comments made by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki muddied the waters a bit, and the Wall Street Journal editorial page quickly accused Biden of a tax bait and switch. 
And it gets into what do they mean by anybody or anyone? Does that mean a family or an individual? And if it means a individual, then could a family be two people that each make two hundred thousand dollars in their taxes? Mm. So that that's where it gets into, and the, and they're not exactly sure. Uh, with some back and forth of the last couple of days from the Washington Post, but they said they're going to keep an eye on it. Well, and I like how you can be a, a family making $401,000, and it's you and your wife. Or it can be you and your wife and 11 children. Either way, the federal government is going to hammer you and take your money. So you pay your fair share. Stop the hammering! That's what I'm saying. <sighs> I... I don't want to talk about the shooting yesterday because I don't want to create more of them. I don't want to talk about the person involved. We're not talking, we're not not talking about the shooting because we're, you know, uh, immune to how awful it is. I just saw the names and ages of all the people that died yesterday in that grocery store. It's awful. Oh, it is. It's so sad, so tragic. We've been down this road so many times. I got nothing to say about stopping this from happening. I got nothing to say about stopping this from happening. Don't glorify these people. Make it clear. Kindness is the way. You don't get to hurt people because you're mad, no matter why. Now, this is interesting. I'm zooming through Twitter, seeing the comments people are making about it uh, on all sides of the issue. Here's a, a lady who says, I just hope there's no shift away from the white nationalist hate that's been on the rise the last four years. Doesn't trigger a new round of hate or shift the focus away. I dug in. She uh, is supposed to be a podcaster, has 41 followers. Could be anybody. Could new be. account, Russian bot. Yeah, Russian bot or a crank or a troll or who knows what. Russian crank? Crank troll. <laughs> Russian crank troll. It could be. Armstrong and Getty.